full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, and happy 2019. Oh, man, it's a new year. It's a new day. Oh, man, there's so many good things happening in 2019. I am so excited for this year. It's already like day five, and awesome things have been happening for me. Well, I've already had a birthday, so that there's that. <laughs> and then so many other things happening in 2019. So welcome, family. It's 2019. It's full circle. We're right back at you with another amazing guest. We're going to jump right into it. I'd like to introduce my guest to you, Mar- Mariana hey, Susan. You got it right. Miss Mariana. I'm you so happy. I, I'm always excited when I pronounce <laughs> guest names Thank right, you. right? <laughs> Miss Mariana Souza. She is a community educator. She is a multimedia journalist and she is an author of a new book, Own Your Ish. I'll, I'll do a little scratch for you right there. There you go. But before we get started, you have to give a shout out to your mom because she I was got, excited you know to what? be here. I got to give a shout out to my mama. How you doing, Mama Mariama, Mama Mia? I know you're listening. I know this is your favorite channel, so your girl is here and representing. We got to throw down for Queen Mother first. Hi, hey, Mama. Thank you for listening and supporting. So introduce yourself to the folks. Tell everybody who you are. Hello. My name is Miss Mariana, and as she mentioned, I'm a multimedia journalist and a community educator. And pretty much what that means is I've been a big mouth all my life, right? (laughs) I've been a natural-born motivator. Uh, I saw a T-shirt one time that said... uh, I'm not a nag. I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> I, I need that. So, who, you know, Kwanzaa, I take late Kwanzaa gifts. But basically, a lot of my work started off in the community, being really activist uh, in terms of being raised by scholars, artists, other community activists. My mom really did a great job of making sure I was a part of a community that understood art and culture and history. And that really gave me a foundation in understanding my voice. So as I got a little older, I got into art, into being an MC being a poet, being an actress, you know, getting into theater. And so all those theatrics really, really laid the foundation for motivational speaking, understanding the power of spoken word and connecting with people. So by trade, I'm a natural hair care stylist. So for years, that's been my my profession. And as you know, a lot of us go into the hairstylist, we're getting counseling, right? Right, right. (laughs) When we go get those edges laid and Uh get taken care of, we're also getting our head, our heart, our spirit tightened up as well. And so that's where a lot of the community counseling started. Eventually, I decided I wanted to be a late-in-life student, went back to school to Sacramento City College, just finished my communications degree with a focus in journalism, had some great uh, experiences at NPR Radio with the Next Gen program there, Uh, did some really great activities with Capital Public Radio in terms of internships there. And so now where I'm doing is intersecting that art, that motivational speaking, and now the community and multimedia journalism. So that's where it all comes together. Man, you have got this full, uh, this rich um, 
experience right. already ahead of you yes, or behind you right. and I'm just excited to see what's coming next was this always I mean I know your mom immersed you in community right. and arts and all of that but right. was that always a passion you know sometimes even though we're exposed to some things yeah we don't necessarily gravitate that to that when we get older right, so what right. was that thing that just clicked for you that said this is it I think it's it's a balance of looking at both sides I think it's of course, of course where you've been nurtured and 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 how you been raised in the community you're exposed to but even down to the genealogy of thing my great great granny she played a million instruments she hosted the best parties right you know so I think it comes down in the bloodline you know I was born in Detroit I'm, I'm a Cali girl and I was raised in Sacramento but you know I, I, I like to believe I was raised there born there to get that D-town funk right you know <laughs> and it carries with me but to answer your question art has always been a passion in my heart um, connecting with people has always been a passion in my heart and no matter how I'm facilitating whether it's workshops, consultations, one-on-one sessions, um, working with educators on how to connect with youth. I always intercept that art and that creativity, but then also that background of like connecting with humans, interpersonal communication. Yeah. All those things really matter if you really want to make an impact. So yeah, if I can rock the mic, I'm going to rock it at any capacity. And that's just always been a passion for me. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at your website um, this hey. past week. Go on and plug it, girl. Go on and plug that <laughs> website. www.missmariannatoday. That's right. (laughs) Go on ahead and plug that thing. I I was noticing that you don't, you help community, but in different ways for different people. I noticed that you had a lot of different types of workshops. Absolutely. You did things at colleges and and talk about your work. So it's very broad. Uh And I think one of my biggest goals in life is to be a master of ceremonies. So now that I'm transitioning into journalism, into radio, having these experiences, I'm realizing now that it's time to pull them all together. And so for me, staying on that path and understanding that pulling them together. It's a broad umbrella, but pulling them together and then making them practical tools for people, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing for me to have commentary, give my opinion, cover stories, but if I'm not creating safe spaces and environments for people to come and engage with that material Mm -hmm. through those workshops, then it's kind of just me tooting my own horn and I can do that well if you let me. So the idea is to create workshops and you're right, there's a a very big variety. Um, For me, it started off just organically uh, from feeding the homeless down to having a great event for the last five years called Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is, where I'm just galvanizing community members to throw down whatever uh, hygiene goods and bring them together to give them to homeless folks, right? Yeah. And people will ask, well, what church are you with? What organization are you with? And really, it was just me yeah. get, getting community members together. So that's one form. And then the workshops, um, I started really getting into safety. And, and some of my friends joke with me, because if you know me, I probably hit your over the head with the idea of having a safety bag and bringing uh, safety uh, preparedness and and crisis awareness into the home, into the school. So I just said, I want to have a workshop. So I started doing community awareness workshops where people come in and do demonstrations, uh, safety 101, right? Um, That's one area. And then getting into college and heavy into leadership and activism. I was a student trustee over at Sacramento uh, City College for Los Rios and, and had a really good experience there. So understanding lobbying. So it's just 
understanding leadership can be applied in all areas and just making sure to bring it back to the community in practical ways that it's not just me going out and shining that star and saying I'm from Sacramento and representing the hometown. I wanted to make sure along that trajectory that I was creating workshops for it. And I'm still available. A sister loves doing this full time. And Mm -hmm. this is really what I love to do. So you can definitely contact me, whether it's a one on one consultation workshop for your group, for your organization. I've already been all the way down to SMUD working with the employees and the training there and, you know, really getting ready to go from Sacramento to a more of a regional and national level. And it's really, really exciting. But I'm available and I love providing workshops and keynotes. I I truly do. I want to unpack pun intended yeah. or pun intended let's call it I want to unpack the safety piece because yeah. I, I I saw a young lady um, she did like a little um, testimonial after your workshop your safety workshop yeah. about having a safety bag and you just mentioned that right, tell right. us a little bit more about that safety class and what what do people what can people expect right when they come to that and what is a safety bag so well, why do a, they need it's it? a really big deal to me I have to give a shout out to one of my uh, queen mothers mama iris and mama Donna uh, Uh, Those are two elders in the community that really have taken to it, right? Um, A lot of the times people use it in their workplace, in their home. Um, No matter where you have it, it's really important to understand that in the middle of an emergency, there is no running to Walmart. There is no running to the dollar store. And we're spoiled, right? We think that at any drop of the hat, we can have something droned down and dropped into and delivered to our front door, back door. And it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. I think when you're in the mode of safety, you have to always always think ahead. And so a safety bag or survival kit, a bug out bag, whatever you want to name it, mm-hmm. is having things set in place and already prepared at the front door, in the trunk of your car, in a certain place in the garage. And that includes your water. That includes your basic uh, safety kit with your bandages and your gauzes to clean any wounds. That includes uh, some food just in case you're stuck somewhere and you have young people, old people, medication. You should have some extra medication all these little things are things that if you're in an emergency and you got to run and go a little forethought can save your life or preserve your life or your family members and those packs can be different for each family member i got a new fur baby he has to have a safety bag, right? Okay. So when we're thinking about preparing and showing love to people in our home, our school, neighborhood, the workplace, we really have to understand that we can buy the red bottoms, we can take out and entertain, we can floss all the fine things on Instagram, but nothing says I love you more than sitting down and saying, you know what, we all going to sit down and eat these beans and rice and this good gumbo and, and all the family's going to be here. Why not talk about the importance of all of us having a safety bag or even having an emergency plan Uh, just a few weeks ago hello we had a huge crisis with our air Mm -hmm. and people were running around looking for masks and they were off the shelf you can go to the army surplus store all day all day any day and start chipping away you can be in the grocery store when you see things on sale in the camping aisle throw it in there really emergency bag is nothing but camping yeah. You're preparing to be without. Right. And I think we just need to understand with these quote unquote government shutdowns and all these different things going on. We're doing ourselves a disservice to not think that we can be active about getting these safety bags together. And so I've been giving workshops and just really supporting folks doing it. And I hope anyone listening, if this is in your ear and you love yourself and somebody that you make a safety bag this year. <laughs> 
<laughs> I challenge you. Well, you know, are people surprised when they come to the workshops of different, just basic things that they need or yeah. basic information that you give that people kind of, like you mentioned, we, we are kind of spoiled. We kind of live in a bubble sometimes and don't think about those things until something happens. And that's why you see all the workshops I give, whether it's kindergarten all the way up to college, college professors, corporate advisors. People sometimes need it to be simplified, you know, mm-hmm. say it to me like a five-year-old, right? right? Is that how they say it? Yeah. And some of the simplest things go over our head and we take for granted. Yeah. So it's not rocket science. The presentations I give aren't necessarily something that you can't find somewhere at some capacity. I think people just like my delivery. Yeah. You know, you got to give some excitement to it. And talking about safety traditionally has been womp, womp. You right. know, it's a requirement right. in school and a training class. Honey, you come to my classes in my workshops, you're going to feel invigorated and that's why those responses when you go on my Instagram at Miss Mariana 365 right or you go to my website and you see people it's not just me talking about what I'm doing you hear people's raw reactions and you hear like wow this was really impactful it was simple it was relatable but it was impactful and it changed my life Wow, Mariana, I just love your energy. That's hey, why hey. when I reached out and was like, you need to be the first guest of 2019. All right. Because you have some really important information Thank you. to share. I'm One grateful. of the things I noticed, um, and I don't know if this is a phrase used in the industry that? Uh, that you're in, but emotional hygiene. Yeah, it's a nice one, right? I love that It phrase. is. It's a phrase. What now is that? that? So, okay, we talk about mental health a lot, right? Like, this is the thing. Remember, right. water bottles became the end thing. Right. Now, uh, mental health. Everybody's on it. We're admitting it we're not we're owning our ish right we're, right. we're talking about it and it couples very well because when we're losing our minds we lose our emotions right and it's hard to clean that stuff up and we all can be victim of that you know uh, the idea for me is to not stay victim so that's even a goal for me like when we have our biggest deepest struggles our biggest traumas the things that we're dealing with the emotional upkeep can be slow down if we don't have a commitment to it yeah. just like eating healthy or working out that's why I love I love KDEE because it's all about constantly promoting practical ways and I'm glad that you've made the lane for this because if we're not applying it in a practical way it goes over our head right. and so I think that these workshops these type of workbooks these type of tools broken down in a very simple way remind people that no matter how big the trauma is it still comes down to your emotional hygiene and your upkeep and you have to have people in your life to check you on it too absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You can't do it alone. We can't do everything alone. No. And no. some of the hardest work, we need somebody by our right. side. And and when you see someone crying for help, you know, a lot of us look at the aftermath of yeah. our favorite celebrities. Now it's beyond just our favorite celebrities that are victims of it. It's the people right next door. We can't just run around talking about, oh, Cutting Pete, he's just crazy. No, mm-hmm. Cutting Pete done been through some things, and so have you. Yeah. And we're all sharing in these. And so taking the shame away taking the secrets away taking the hiding away is really the big step and so that's why on your ish is such a big deal because it demystifies the idea of hiding it and then clinging to it as a victim and a religion that's the next step and so i think once we recognize what the issue is and we we ask for help and we get it it's moving to the next step and being instrumental about that change Yeah. yeah you said having it as a religion oh yeah which that you know that's interesting that you use that because that's so true because we want to hang on to the hope of oh, yeah. or the lack of hope yeah. of a particular thing. It's so true. if we have a, an emotional trauma, it's true. we hang on to the fact that 
this, you know, my life is always going to be like this from now on. Mm. And how do we start to release Girl, that? Girl, I needed to hear that. Hold on. You better slow down. <laughs> Look, we're going to have some kind of sermon up in here. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's so funny. I, I've been thinking about that as I, you know, invite and prepare for yeah. the shows. I really start to kind of go inside and even, you know, kind of analyze myself and how does this look for me? But, you know, it, I have been thinking a lot and talking to other people about how do we release that? And I like how, again, you you do that community healing right. do you have do you find that people are somewhat reluctant to share in your workshops or do you feel like they're you, you know i, I feel like contrary. you provide a, yeah. a safe space uh, i think those years of being behind the chair yeah. and learning how to connect with people mm-hmm. whether it's performing because i'm rhyming or doing spoken word or theater or whether it's because i got to get you right before you go to your wedding your funeral your baby shower right, right. right. there's that instant connection yeah. and um that's the difference between having a required workshop that you're going through because you're going through the motion yeah. and people voluntarily coming and spending their time and i think what community members have really expressed to me is like they're grateful for having it accessible because a lot of the times people want that but when workshops and classes are $300, $200 and not to knock anybody that's there but there's a large population that needs mental health that doesn't even have insurance so when when we do things in a practical way and provide it in a way that's not killing everybody um, I I can eat and everybody can eat and get counseling too and and I can go pay and get my counseling we can all be happy you know so I think my workshops are about making them accessible and relatable um, culturally relevant is a big deal in education yeah. you know it's not enough to say we provide the workshop is it connecting to the person yeah. that's sitting in the workshop because if I'm great and I'm s- settled in my way and I know my message that's awesome but if it's not connecting with the person and I'm not swift and changeable if I'm not adaptable and I don't know a multitude of languages then I'm failing my community yeah. and so that's the part about building personal relationships a lot of the times people are like wow you do good at your workshops well I've been in this community for a long time yeah you know people can see that I've been around so you know maybe now as of recent I've really been um, focused on trying to get some of my personal projects off the ground mm-hmm. and, and transition to lifting up some of those works but I've been putting it down for a minute so yeah. when I share a story it's connected to somebody in the community who's connected to their struggle or their voice yeah you know it's not just me and that's the joy of being a journalist is that you know, you can use your big mouth, you can use your skills, you can use all these mass communication tools to relate so much information that the community otherwise wouldn't have access to share. Yeah, you you make a great point in that. A disconnect happens so yeah. often when people get in trouble or there's a situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, we provided them training or mm-hmm. we sent them to this workshop. <laughs> right, you're right. absolutely right. If that if that thing is not hitting home, right. if it's if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it to check a box and say, right. okay, we sent such and such to this workshop, they should be better right. and 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 not having the follow-up support too. absolutely those two things go hand in yeah. hand having something that resonates and having that follow-up support is really important it's true and you know and, and it's not to down any of the efforts that some of um officials and you know governmental people in positions that can make decision making uh, processes happen but I think the community is just tired of waiting yeah. you know there's only so many years where you talk about mental health before there needs to be some kick in there's only so many years you could talk about how it trickles down to homelessness and the connection there housing affordability and, and one thing I would really like to say is when we talk about mental health and emotional hygiene and taking these workshops and it being accessible I think it's important because we often think that folks are only crazy when they're got a straight jacket on 
right? Yeah. And they're on the corner and they're incapable to function in, in, in everyday life. Hello, there are people, we're having breakdowns on a regular basis. And that is a part of our emotional health, our mental hygiene, and demystifying that it's a certain type of person right. that's living a certain lifestyle that's just crazy. No, like we said, cutting pee, I'm married, there's been some issues right. and we've just been overlooking it or trying to pray it out of them. Right. And right now we need to have some real conversations. Right. And so those workshops kind of allow people to say, oh, she talked like me. She'll get a little hood for a second, but then yeah. she'll, she'll, she'll clean it up and give me the clinical breakdown. Or, you know, in my one-on-one sessions, they're called refresh sessions. I turned it into a, um, a show. The oh. book is now turned into a show. It's nice. a reality TV show and okay. I will be pitching that soon and introducing that to the community. But in those sessions, people kind of look like, oh, I thought you were so proper. I am at times when it's time to serve in that way as an MC. But if I got to get gritty with you and shape shift into your auntie and tell you about yourself, right. then I'll do that if that's what you need. Because maybe the woman who sits you down in that clinical, on that couch, in that traditional way, ain't hitting it right. Right? right? <laughs> She's right. not hitting that funny bone right. and making you really think about yourself. Or maybe I do need to straighten up and put that trustee professor hat and say, actually, you can do better than that. Yeah. Or maybe I do need to emulate the energy of my coach and say, no, you don't get to punk out this time. Mm -hmm. You need to get low and do this rep, this emotional hygiene rep. Yeah. And so this is the kind of grit and the versatility that I have to be able to do as a master of ceremony. And that healing process is one of the deepest ceremonies that can happen for a human being. Man. Yeah. Ooh, good work. I, yes, I, I'm indeed. just so happy to have you here and I'm to have to this conversation here. today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to come back. I want to talk about the book and the tour and all yes. the things you have coming up in 2019. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Keep it right here. We will be right back with more Miss Mariana. Miss Mariana, like like she's just who she is. <laughs> it's Mari Works Production if okay. you want to drop it. All right. All right. <laughs> well, Mari Works Production will be right back. Peace. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. We are back having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Mariana Souza, hey or now. also known as Miss Mariana hey to now. the folks hey out now. in the streets and in the community <laughs> and everywhere because she's doing big things out here in the community. I'm so happy to have her on. I, I, I just want to run down some of the, well, you talked about before the break, the refresh show. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Okay. So this is a project that I've been working on for actually over a year. And it's interesting when you start to get into media production, how you, you, you start to learn the real insight sides of how things work the delay and when you do things and when it gets to the audience and the viewers and things like that but it's been a process that I've been working through after writing the book I realized whoa as a multimedia journalist as a person that wants to work with artists and help them to get through this emotional hygiene that we're talking about why not make a show out of it and so what I did is I had the privilege and the honor to work with three prominent community members that uh, I've always considered sacred to the community uh, one a very prominent poet who has impacted here to New York City um, and has struggled with his bouts and so going through the different steps for him another one a very young uh, philanthropist and public politician who is very active in the community but also struggling with some childhood issues from abuse mm -hmm. and another real amazing young lady who uh, is a rock star you know and I'm not giving away any names just yet I want you to check my page and, yeah. and tune in but uh, dealing with some of the abuse in her family and how to heal herself from that uh, also being able to work with Stefante Clark and recently sit down with him and do some work so providing these sessions with people who are like you know what I'm okay with being an open book like yeah. I am 
so ready to not only own this ish, but I'm ready to do it publicly so it can't haunt me in this gift that I have. And if I have all these uh, influential young people who are going to take what I have and go give it back, why don't I give them the example of kind of self-sacrificing some and displaying some of this emotional hygiene work, right? So we've seen the biggest loser. We see, you know, Ayanla's style and version. But this is more of a young millennial hip way of going about it that might get a little profanity here and there. You might have some tears bust down. You might have some real vulnerable moments where you might not find that in the hood regularly without the right connection. And so that's what the refresh is. It breaks down just like the book in three parts. You sit down Mm -hmm. and you go through that memoir work, right? Learn that with my uh, professor Angelo, who broke it down to me, the importance of knowing how to write a memoir, right? And so you get to tell your story unedited, free of any judgment. Mm -hmm. And then part two is we sit down and we have a session and we really connect all those issues and how it's affecting you, right? How it shows up as drama, that trauma, how it shows up as drama. And then third is you create your prescription. Mm -hmm. You sit down and now that you've made the connections, it's your job to take the responsibility to create whatever that path is going to be and then follow through on it. And whether or not that worked for each person that was a guest on the show or any person that uses the book is on them. Uh, Whether or not they like me afterwards and we still friend is on them. But the goal was to sit down and provide that safe space for you to work out those issues and then go ahead and set your trajectory for the healing path. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful show and I'm in a new realm of pitching and working with networks and you know negotiations and things and so it's really about stepping your game up and getting as much support and viewers as possible so I'll be slipping out some sneak peeks and some things and I'm really interested in getting the community's feedback on that yeah 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 wow I I wish wish you the best of luck in that because I think that it is so important to be able to have that laid out for this next generation and show them because I'm telling the the millennial generation that's coming up now and and I know the oldest millennials are in their 30s but down to what's now and then the Gen Z behind them Mm. are just going through so much and unfortunately I think that a lot of times we as the older generations Mm -hmm. have not given them the tools to be able to process we've got a technologically uh, sound generation Mm -hmm. that don't know a lot of times how to communicate one on one absolutely if it's not on the phone I I, I, I can't talk to you a lot of my students have to sit and stop because I do a lot of workshops on how social media and technology those one of my favorite workshops because people don't realize when something is normalized how much it's impacting their health overall right So like the normalization of just sensationalism and being famous, of constantly revealing everything about every sacred moment, every thought, every feeling, right? We do that for our children and our babies, and we don't even give them the right to decide that for themselves. So everything about who they are and what their experience is being laid out before the world, before they've even completely developed. And so, and and let's let's face it, it's not just the young kids struggling with this Instagram self-hatred and this selfie self-hatred and this body dysmorphia. It's grown folks out here. And we got to stop thinking because we can talk about, you know, straighten up your crown. And we're still going back home and having some self-image, body image issues confidence issues and so some of that has to do with the trauma and and combining that with the social media craze of wanting to be perfect and famous and living my best life constantly oh lord go ahead i I wish dating and i wish getting to know people was inside out 
I wish instead of meeting the representative and the good smell good, I would like you to show up with your breath stinking, right? And bring your credit check, right? Show me your hygiene report, right? This should be the new form, right? <laughs> like, it, it, for your, I don't care if it's your educator, somebody you want to date. Bring up what is really right. hurting on the inside to right. see if we're even compatible to either be partners, be friends, be business partners, whatever, because we're doing so much of the front and then living our best lives yeah. and we're addicted to it yeah. that by the time we f- peel back the layers, we don't realize we all running around here crazy and right. we're all running around here with issues that we need to own, you know? Right. So I just think that those workshops allow people to let their hair down and say, oh, girl, you you tripping like that, too? Brothers, breaking down, crying. Really, man? You've been holding on to that, too? And just demystifying the idea of being so cool and living our best life and being rock stars when ultimately we're real everyday people with real issues that need to share and talk about it. Yeah, I like to say people are fronting their best life because that's what it is. You know, half (laughs) the time people are fronting about they have this, that, and the Mm. third. But I like how you said we I, I wish that we can have a different type of experience yes. in meeting and working yes. with and dealing with people. Yes. A, the problem is a lot of times people don't know how to do that. That's true. And they are afraid to be vulnerable. Right. And when right. you have that fear of vulnerability, that's when the wall comes up. That's when, oh, I'm this, that, and the third, and you're really not. Right. You know, so how do we work with people in that space to uh, to let them know it's okay to be vulnerable. Right. It's okay to be transparent. I think that... um for me, and I, I've, I've actually had a big lesson this morning, is we talk about value and worth, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to get to the point to where we're questioning, no matter the, it's a person, place, or thing, is it worth my time? Yeah. Because money could be lost and remade, but time cannot be brought back. We can't regain that, right? right. And so the things that matter quality time is is the, the valuable space there and if we create quality time and quality spaces for people to be genuine instead of projecting images on this expected style of social media we allow people more to see each other like you know you, we talk about how we have the the filters on and all that and then you see a person like oh that skin don't look the same or that hair don't look the right. same right that's how we're doing with our personalities and so I think for me not hiding not hiding is a big deal. Not yeah. keeping secrets. You know, them old family Southern secrets we be talking about. Yeah. They hold a lot. They're encoded with a lot of pain. And so in order to get people to open up, we have to think about when you hear your favorite song mm-hmm. or your best movie, right? It's usually the scariest part or the most painful part. It's when that singer twists his or her face up and makes the nastiest, funkiest, dirtiest face to get that beautiful note out when you truly connect. They're not worried about what they look like. And that's the point that I'm trying to be to. When people try to hold you prison to knowing how you really act or feel, oh, well. Because it's going to come out eventually. So if we're going around holding on, we're going to break apart trying to hold up that facade. So if we understand that being honest and not having to hide about whatever has broken us, that's the first step into being comfortable enough to creating those safe spaces. Wow, this is such a powerful conversation, and we can talk for days. And we days can, and girl. Days. I'm gonna call you. We can go out and hang, girl. <laughs> I love it. I, I'll be the old auntie. That's, uh, that's fine. all right. That's all right, TT. <laughs> I want to talk about the book. Let's okay. let's tell Beautiful. people about the book because yes. in in talking at the break, I didn't realize it was kind of like a it's a workbook, workbook companion. Yes. Oh yeah. So yes. let's tell everybody all about. You know, that. first of all, I wanna I wanna admit something. A part of owning our ish is owning up to some of the little things that add up that become big challenges and break us down. I'm a late in life reader. 
I'm a late in life a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I'm a late in life reader. I'm a late in life student. I'm a late in life athlete. I'm a late in life career corporate woman. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm obtaining late. And I used to be shy about that. But I think now with the book and how it operates, I've said, I want to make this for the person that doesn't want to read 500 page to get to the core of what they need to talk about. So the book is only 50 pages and it's broken down into three sections. And so that was the first thing in mind. I'm not here to evangelize you. We ain't got to go over it a million times. I even, I put a little, my stank stuff in there too. So you can Mm kind of see, I surrendered a little bit, my stuff, but ultimately we need to make it short and simple because the emotions and the pain and the trauma is already overwhelming enough. If I got to sit here and compete with your philosophy and all your different theories and all that, and we're here to talk about me, right? Mm -hmm. So the most interesting person in the world, ourselves. And so in the book, 50 pages simplifies it because then it's like, okay, I got to talk about this real difficult issue, but it's only 50 pages. I can break this down to sections, right? Right. Anything that's difficult, you got to break down in sections. And so section one, you're telling your story. And it's interactive, though. If you're anything like I used to be, after about three pages, you get in that deep, deep breathing in that meditative state, you'd be knocked out, right? You'd be asleep. So the interaction allows you to ask a question. And they might trigger you a little bit. Oh, no, she didn't ask me. How did that make me feel? Nobody ever asked me how that made me feel 17 years ago, Mm. what happened to me in the basement. Nobody ever asked me what happened to me a year ago. Nobody even knows. Yeah. I'm hurting because just nobody knows. So it's like my good friend who is uh, in the book. I have um, different excerpts from different uh, counselors and scholars all throughout the book. My good friend, April Cochran, she, uh, Malden, new name, girl. She married now. She married. She got some man. Uh, April uh, says it's a little tent for you to go inside. And in that little tent, deal with it with yourself first by just telling the story honestly. Mm -hmm. Then you can sit down and talk about going to a counselor Mm -hmm. or a psychologist or a refresher like me or a life coach, whatever your style and preference is. But if you can't get that part out, you can't package it enough to even sit down without being humiliated, humiliated. Mm -hmm. I think the second part of connecting that portion of the book is really important because that's where you say, oh, I've been acting like that because of that. Yeah. Oh, every yeah. time she come around sounding like that, I'm I'm flinched up because that's how my granny used to talk to me. And she used to beat the black off of me. Or I keep holding on to this situation because I never got closure and I was abandoned. Or I keep eating this to fulfill a void because something was taken away from me. We can mm. connect those yeah. things. Yeah. And again, that shit isn't that ish <laughs> is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Or my credit is off the chain and I'm in debt and I feel overwhelmed because I was living this way and making it's embarrassing. You know, it's so it's so hard to get there. Mm. But when you get there, you find that freedom. But I I like how in your workbook, you give people exercises to get there because we don't know. You talked about a lot of stuff about how our actions Mm -hmm. are fed by something inside. And we don't realize that we just see someone popping off or whatever, or, you know, having a a temper tantrum or whatever it is, overspending, overeating, whatever it is. We don't realize that that is a trigger or that is triggered by something that's still in here that we might've thought we held, held, you know, were healed from or that we were buried and forgotten. Right, right. Yeah. And we're running around constantly poking each other's triggers and we're unaware right. of it. Yep. The thing I think that's really painful for people is when we're aware of what's hurting for someone and we and we, we're in a position where we don't really know how to help. And I think that's yeah. where the book part three, the last section of the book, the last the third of it is nobody can save you. Yep. 
no matter what hurts you, unfortunately, it sucks, but you're the one that got to put yourself back together and fix yeah. yourself. Yeah. And so I think if people really sat down and, and stopped hiding and started telling the truth about whatever's hurting, whatever's breaking them, then you get to the next step where it's like, okay, now I'm not hiding behind that. Now I could be honest about what I really need to, to heal it, right? Yeah. That's like I, in my workshops, I always tell people if you go to the dentist and you say, my toe's hurting. He's going to give you dental medicine. That right. that's It's a doctor, right. but that's not where it hurts. Or that person is not educated culturally to connect to what is hurting you mm-hmm. or experience-wise to connect it to what's hurting you. So it's for you to figure out what that is. And it is important to have people in your life to support you to do that. Yeah. Um, to, to think that mental health and emotional hygiene is just something you do on your own. No, when you're finally mm-hmm. vulnerable for someone or a group of people, um, if they truly love you, it's kind of like a, um, an intervention, a mild intervention. You're intervening on yourself, but you're also being vulnerable enough to say, I'm hurting. I finally can acknowledge that this is what hurt me. And I don't just want to stay in that I'm angry at it and I'm right. you know, making it a religion and I just cling to it. Right. It's now I understand that I'm hurting myself, but I need someone to support me. Right. And if that's your immediate family, cool. If you don't have that, because I don't like that thing where people say, blame the parents. We're the parents. Not everybody has parents and not everybody's choosing to listen to the parents right so whoever it is you have to have someone who's willing to support you and help you to facilitate getting to those places and that's what the refresh is it's just me being the facilitator while you act a fool you know and really I created something that I never got I created something that I felt I needed and then I just started practicing it I want to ask you about that yeah you said you got something that you you created something you never got yeah does that ever make you feel guilty in saying that because you might be putting down your mom? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So let me let me clean it up. Let me, let, no, let me, and, let me. and the reason I ask is because I struggle with that. Yeah. Same thing. And so, Sometimes OK, I let me let be. me be transparent. Yeah. Let me own my ish right here. Right. It's not to hurt what wasn't given because right. me and mama, uh, uh, my my immediate mother who gave birth to me, who I'm always learning and mending with and growing with. And then also my community mothers. I think when you sit down and you have to see woman to woman and there's no imbalance of power then then you can talk about that guilt right and so you know I've had to sit down with my mom and say look you were learning too yes it hurt me and we had to have these conversations and this could be with your mom or anybody right Mm -hmm. we need to have these conversations but it's also healable with certain things applied to expect the healing to happen without certain things applied then that's insanity and then that's when people just slip down that slippery slope of Mm -hmm. just going crazy and we don't know how to handle it but I think to answer the question a little bit more clearly it's not about what I didn't get Mm -hmm. it's about recognizing the specific makeup of who I am the specialness in who I am and only I can do it this way my fingerprints are made this way my hair coils this way there's nobody like me so how I deliver my session is going to be different so the areas that I didn't maybe even allow mama to get in Mm -hmm. or mentors you know I got mentors out me that still might have spanked me over opportunities that I didn't take but I wasn't ready at that time I got lover you know lovers people from my past I got a lover a person that I constantly have to learn and grow with. And we're owning our own uh, ish. And we know a lot of the relationships expire because we didn't own our ish, not because right. the relationship oh, wasn't yes. good. Absolutely. Right. But if we're hiding and we're having secrets from our mamas, from our lovers, from our children, then that makes more space. Yeah. 
and that space gets further and further away. And then that's where the disconnect is. Yeah. So if we can eliminate some of the hiding, the embarrassment, the mm-hmm, that was totally unnecessary of me. Mm-hmm. I acted a dang fool, mm-hmm. but I need you to love me enough to know that I'm, I'm admitting it. I'm owning it and I need tools and help and making the book was what I didn't have. My mom put me in workshops and classes, mm-hmm. but it didn't get delivered to me in a way that I needed it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to use everything I've learned and deliver it in a way that I know some people probably will never have the opportunity to receive in any other environment other than the one that I create. Yeah. So that's what I mean by creating it too. And then also like you create a blueprint mm-hmm. for what you want to leave behind, your yeah. legacy mm-hmm. and your work. And even if I'm not a perfect woman, even if these things I have to learn through and actively apply on myself through my relationships with my daughter, with my community members, with my family members, with my lover, these are things that transparency has to happen if you want those relationships to last. Yeah. That means you got to love a person's stanky draws and sit there. And that doesn't mean abuse each other. Right. Right. But there is a point where you understand part of that abuse is because of the pain that we have in our relationships Mm -hmm. because we didn't get that healing. So I'd like to think that this little old 50 page book may be the centerpiece of a conversation that may bring a mother, a daughter, a father and a son back together, two lovers back together, uh, family members back together, professional relationships back together, but ultimately bring you back together to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, man, that's wonderful. I got to give a shout out to because KDEE is family. Shout out to uh, Mr. Thaxter Artiberry, who hosts uh, Money Talk. Hey, Thaxter. He just sent me a text saying kids need to hear this families need you to know hear i have this. to shout out to Thax because i had a really interesting conversation with him at a family gathering and we had a good old debate so i'll be ready to come and see and chop it up with you too Thax. i'm ready for you brother oh, okay she ready all right <laughs> and so part of what along with the book mm-hmm. you have a video companion series as that's well? what's coming up oh see okay. i'm excited so um valentine's day right mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm big on creating themes that's just the dramatic performing artist in me so even though I don't believe in all the crazy history behind family uh, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. I do think the the idea of love and loving thyself is important and so I will be dropping a webinar a series that you can actually buy the book uh, the book is $25 on Amazon um, again a lot of these workshops and stuff these webinars three four five six hundred dollars I ain't there yet I'm not saying I don't want to be there right. but I'm trying to give it on a practical level to my demographic to my population that needs it most so the first one will be free that'll be the introduction one and then the follow-up segments that correlate with the book will both be $25 each so it'll be interesting to see how people volunteer and that may change um, but the whole idea is to make sure that people have an accessible way to get to the information so they can go out on Amazon absolutely find own your ish own your ish yeah yeah and then you and then Valentine's Day you're gonna drop the video the video so if you can't get through the book by yourself you let me sit down with TT Mariana council Mariana homegirl Mariana Mariana. Like yeah. Like yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't wait for Valentine's Day, you know, not again for the treat the yourself, treat yourself, stuff, but yeah. for being able cuz I'm excited about doing working through the book myself. Awesome. So that is I will make be sure so to have exciting. You. Yes. Man, and then you have a podcast. I mean, is if you don't have enough? Right. Well, you know, I had to flip the podcast because I realized, you know, I just, you know, was sharing with the community the other day that 2018 was about building my portfolio, you know, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that as a multimedia journalist I'm well-rounded which means I'm not just the talent in front of the uh, 
camera or on the mic, meaning that I can also produce. And so the tune up was really me getting into understanding and applying what I got from NPR radio and Capital Public Radio with sound bites and narratives and things like that. And then uh, Mariology TV is the commentary. So I basically spliced the two and they've come together. So finding that formula and that balance of making sure to produce quality across the board and then also provide conversation to issues that actually matter. I call it edutainment. I like to act a damn fool. I like to have fun, but at the same time, have that spiritual balance, have that educated balance to where we can learn and be entertained at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the tune up is the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You've got the Mariana TV. Mariology TV, Mariology which is the commentary TV. and community stories. I was looking at that uh, the other day and I saw the uh, article you had on mm. about emotion, uh, not emotional, artificial intelligence. Ah, that's a fun so story. I, I would urge people to go out there. <laughs> go and check, check out the out stories. The Mariology yeah. TV. Go to the website, MissMariana.today. Absolutely. You've got so many things going on. What do you have coming up in 2019 in terms of workshops? How can people get a hold to you? Really simple. You, yeah. All of that good stuff. You can go to MissMariana.today. Uh, there's a section right at the bottom where you can provide your basic information, whether it's a workshop, whether it's a keynote, whether it's a training, you know, a lot of leadership development, things like that. I can customize it. And when you go to the website, you can see, wow, there's a lot of different yeah. topics and categories that we can tailor make and fit for the occasion. So if you want to book me for your, your public speaking event, for your keynote, your presentation, you can contact Contact me there, uh, booking in advance, of course, as it's starting to pick up and the travel is starting to pick up. So it's just a matter of making sure that the community knows that I'm accessible, not only locally, but regionally and nationally. I'm going to keep saying that because that's what I want to project into the universe and provide to the world. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that's how yeah. you got to do it. Absolutely. Nobody's going to make it happen but you. <laughs> but me. Ooh, right? that's a lesson that I really been, it's been hammering in me the last 48 hours. It's up to me to do this work. Absolutely. Yeah. And you are doing an amazing job. Thank you, Miss Wanda. And thank you for creating this platform I think uh, I was saying I went live before I walked into the studio and I said you know it's a privilege to know that a sister from the community who is dedicated to this took the time and to connect with me because you're the first radio station in Sacramento that made a way to introduce Own Your Ish made a way to introduce my rights of passage into journalism and community service on this next level this next caliber so thank you for doing this and sharing it with other sisters I really appreciate you. you appreciate you it's, it's, <laughs> you know like you talk about that's your calling this is definitely mm. my calling and I, yeah I'm just a girl from South Sac 29th Street went to Luther Burbank High School hey. like, I'm, just, I'm from here but I love my community Absolutely. and whether you're in South Sac or in Del Paso or in Ranch or wherever I just I love my community and serving and, and being able to have people be exposed to things that they don't they might not know about right so having that um talk about emotional hygiene Mm. and being transparent Mm. and owning your ish right is important so tell us again how we can get the book because i really think that you know you made a a a good point when you said it's it's small enough Mm -hmm. because sometimes it can get and doing deep work is Mm. hard it is and people don't don't like you if you're the one initiating it too right and i don't want to do 100 pages of deep work Mm, right i don't want to do 70 you know 175 pages of having to examine 
Right. So having your book that's smaller, that's more compact, but really hits home. And it's a good gift to give. Like, you know, yeah. I, I the other day there was all that hoopla that happened over at the mall, you know, and everybody wants to call the kids hoodlums. That might be true by a whole series of events that happen in their life. But at the end of the day, like we're gifting them cell phones and Jabo jeans, all, all these wonderful things so that they can walk, walk around and prance and, and post on social media. But how? when's the last time you actually gave a young person or just a person you love an actual tool that'll help them with themselves yeah. right yeah. like so I really want to challenge people to gift to give that keeps on giving and what's awesome about the book is you can remix it you might have been raped you can use it one time and cycle through but then another trauma might have happened you can go through those same exercise for each trauma in your life and that that's the kind of safe spaces that we need to create for young people Absolutely. so go on and buy your grandson granddaughter auntie Anissa book sit down have them over make some Sunday dinner y'all remember about that <clears throat> make some Sunday dinner invite them over and let them have a safe space and even if it doesn't happen immediately like that go on and slide it to them you never yeah. know it might be before they make that one crazy decision yeah. that you can say you know what I gave them something that'll whisper in their ear and something they can journal at night and work through yes. it's a beautiful tool yeah sometimes yeah. you just need to plant the seed and absolutely. don't worry about mm -hmm. anything it'll else. rain yeah. it'll rain yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah Mariana it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Miss Wanda. Thank you so much. I'm for gonna come being back up here. in here. You yes, have to you shake are. me. I'm gonna be calling you when you got an extra spot open. <laughs> Does somebody cancel? Here I come. It's the takeover. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. You please come back. Anytime. Yes, indeed. I'm really Thank you happy so to much. Have you. Important work. Um, very important conversation, and I'm glad you're opening the door to make people feel safe to be transparent Absolutely. and to do the healing work they need to do because it does start with us That's right. and we need a partner and you can be that partner or you can find partners, That's but right. you got to do the work yourself. Absolutely. Man. It's a great workout. Miss Mariana, tell them one more time where they can find you. You can check me out at missmariana.today. You can also go to Instagram, missmariana365. That's my handle on all the social medias. Um, and there, they all differ in, var in variety. So you, when you go one platform, you might see something different if there's something that you see a profile a story coverage and you want to hire me you want to contract me holler at me I'm a real sister with a real intention to connect with you in the community and, and provide quality service I'm looking forward to meeting you all Thank you so much. We'll be right back with, a, I mean, this is like Dope Female Day. So hey, I have I'm another a dope female. Okay. Dope female. Okay. Next guest. time I'll come back and rap and freestyle some oh, mental health for you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Angie Franklin is going to be here. She is the creator of Afro Yoga, Black Girl Creating, and right. so much more. You do not want to miss my conversation with Angie. Keep it here. It's full circle. We'll be right back. Awesome. Show your support for the show by liking and sharing our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's the show that embraces a 360 degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. We are back. Yes. Like I said, this is Dope Female Day. Sliding in the door, you know, <laughs> 
one of my favorite folks. Like, I have so many faves, but one of my fav- favorite, favorite folks is Miss Angie too Franklin. Kind, too kind. She <laughs> is the founder of Afro Yoga, which I know y'all have participated in or heard about or something. Um, and then she flipped the script with her creative self and created Black Girl Creating, which has now evolved into something else. Yes. And so with the start of the new year, you've got a new look, you've got a new name. Yes. Tell the family it's all about happening. it. What's going on, guys? I just I just want to say I'm feeling good. Mariana doused me in all her <laughs> positive energy as soon as I walked in the door. So I appreciate that. Set it up nicely for me. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, so, you know, when I started Afro Yoga, I had done all of my own stuff, the, you know, the branding and the marketing mm-hmm. and the website and all that. And I had been sort of dabbling and f- figuring it out, started blogs like back in 2014 that really don't exist anymore, but uh-huh. just like dabbling in that creative side. Um, and, you know, over time it just evolved and got better. So when I did Afro Yoga stuff, I started getting people asking me, hey, who's doing your your stuff? And I was like, well, I, I'm doing it. Right. <laughs> and so they're like, yo, can you do some stuff for me? I'm like, for sure. Right. So, um, <clears throat> pardon. I started doing some stuff. I did um, the website and a beautiful workbook for uh, Dr. Shikanda um, Rogers that has Melanin Meets Mindfulness. Definitely follow her on Instagram and on her website. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, Yes, from there just sort of evolved and different people started to continue asking me. She referred me to some people. I did some stuff for uh, Safe Black Space, um, House of Yoni, which was a collaborative nonprofit that I was a part of. Um, Yeah, and just just continued to go on. So I thought, all right, it's time to like make this its own entity. So I I ramped up um, my first sort of edition of this, which was Black Girl Creating. And it, it, you know, it's been just a couple months or a few months. And I thought, you know what? I rebranded Afro Yoga, got a new new logo, new look. And I was just, I was feeling that spirit of rebranding. And um, not that Black Girl Creating wasn't wasn't something that I was feeling, but I found myself... um, having difficulty talking about it a little bit just the name itself didn't roll the way I wanted it to roll okay. and I thought you know what um, I also don't want to pigeonhole myself into and limit myself to a certain um, group and I also you know there's men that that I've been working with um, as well that have reached out and asked me for advice or you know and I just I wanted to be able to reach them too so I said you know what 40 Acre Studio. I like it. Yes. So that is it, 40 Acre Studio. And I was like, you know what? Um, the whole sort of premise behind it was that I thought to myself, where would we be today as black people in this country had we been able to keep those 40 acres mm. and a mule? Like, how would life look differently for us now had we come from a place of of land ownership? Yeah. Um. You know, real real power, I feel like, is an ownership and economic freedom. Absolutely. And so when I think about that, oh, we know that day is gone. Like, we're not getting those 40 acres, right? right. Like, very shortly after we were promised those acres, they were taken away um, and given back to, to who they belonged to in the past, the, you know, white folks that were owning the land at the time. And so, you know, now we have to think about what do we do now? And I feel like... To me, my my perception of freedom in large part is economic freedom because otherwise um, you're you're renting yourself out. Yeah. Right. Like you're renting your time out 
by the dollar to whoever you know pays what you think you might be worth mm-hmm. um and i feel like we need to take that power back by stepping into entrepreneurship which we're seeing at a at like crazy rates especially right. with african-american women mm-hmm. uh we account for 467 percent like of the growth so basically w- african-american women are starting b- businesses at 467 percent of other uh demographics wow. yeah. which is unbelievable right so what is that saying about the direction that we're heading I think it's saying a lot about the fact that um, we're seeing more worth in ourselves, more value in ourselves, value in our ideas and what we have to offer, and that we're willing to take those risks because even with that entrepreneurship, there's still so many barriers stacked against us, right? For, for women and for women of color more specifically, mm-hmm. we're not seeing you know the same type of angel investors and all that kind of thing um, that, um, that a lot of other demographics get. So... Um, you know, stepping into that entrepreneurship is huge. Yeah. And a big part of that is um, is creating a brand, creating a website, having a presence online, because we all know basically you don't exist in this world if you don't have an online presence, right. uh, especially as a business, like, you know, as an individual, whatever. But as, as a business, you must have an online presence. That's just the day that we're in. So my thought was with 40 Acre Studio, the concept is let's bring let's bring ourselves to a place where we can go buy those 40 acres okay ourselves yeah. or whatever else we want you know we may not want 40 acres we may want 400 or we may want right. not not one like or we may want to travel the world but the idea is to have a um a sense of of freedom through that economic empowerment yeah. and so my my role there is to use design great design um to be able to facilitate that yeah so in that, what does that consist of? You mm-hmm. want to use great design mm-hmm. in giving people that online presence, that thing that makes them stand out. Yeah. And you have, a, a, man, I have to tell you, your eye is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, is so Thank amazing. And the crazy it. thing about it is that you're self-taught. Yeah. So I have no formal training whatsoever. Um, I'm a researcher type of person. Mm-hmm. I will just figure it out. Um, you know, I'll research stuff online. I'll read a bunch of blogs. I'll try out different stuff. I'll watch YouTube videos. I'll just trial and error, like whatever. I'll just try it and start figuring it out. Um, so it's been a very, very interesting creative process. Uh, Uh, and over time that sharpened, you know, like, um, whereas I used to maybe be like, for example, in Canva, right. I, I do quite a bit of things through Canva and I used to, um, use templates first and sort of deconstruct them and reconstruct them. And now I'm seeing myself being able to have an, a vision or idea in my mind and use a blank canvas mm-hmm. and just build it. Yeah. So that's been a cool thing to, to see evolutionary, you know, in my creative evolution. Um, but yes, yeah, essentially what, what the design that I do consists of really is um, um, web design, which is like what I really like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's other types of design that I do, whether it's social media stuff or logos. Um, there's just like so much within creative design yeah. and so much that can be done. Business cards, retreat covers or retru- or entire workbooks. Um, I've done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's really just up to whatever the imagination can dream up. Um, and then I've, I've added a service now, a consulting service. 
So that gives people the opportunity if you're like a DIYer that's like, okay, I just need a few tweaks or I just need a few hits and I can just keep running with it. Um, Then there's there's the consultation piece as well. And you know what? The thing is that a lot of times when people come to me, um, they really just have an idea. You know, they don't have much more than, a, than an idea. They just have a thought of something that they want to do, something that they're passionate about. And my, my job is to listen and to hear what are they really wanting to do and to, to draw out the essence of that thing visually, through a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, because really it's like, it's like symbols, right? It's, it's just kind of like, like a logo is like a symbol, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's within that symbol you're supposed to see what a brand is about mm. or get a sense of like what all does this represent um if you think about like hieroglyphs in Egypt or um languages where um where certain symbols were used right. you know those are representative of of what they mean or or the sound or whatever so it's kind of just that same concept of being able to take a concept. What does this really stand for? What is this really about? And um, and create a visual experience out of it that people can relate to and resonate with. And see, some of that stuff can be taught, and some of that is just innate. It's just yeah. natural. You're just, you know, I think creatives are just. It just flows really naturally. Yeah. Some people can study and try, but the real genius, I think, is that that's in that's born, that's inside of you already. And, you know, like I said, you I mean, you're I'm hearing you saying things because you're a researcher. So, you know, this stuff. Mm. But, you know, it there's this side of it, the aspect of learning the terminology and things like that. But the work, the real work, someone giving you an idea mm-hmm. and you flipping it into something beautiful, mm. um, you know, it's it, that's a gift. Thank you. Yeah, that is <laughs> I appreciate really a gift, it. You know? It's a trip. It really is a trip, and it, it's it's good. It's cool just to see the the evolution of it, mm-hmm. um, and and what I've created in the past versus what I'm creating now, and how that continues to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. You know that there's fundamentals. But, you know, there's you can't teach swag, you know, right. you can't teach right. you just can't teach that. And um, and I, I do. I'm, I'm thankful that I feel I feel blessed to, to have some of that creative energy flowing through me in a way that I can create things that that are really appealing to people and has, connect. Has this always been something that you've gravitated to? You don't seem like a nine to fiver. You don't <laughs> seem like, you know, I yeah. mean, has that just always been like in your spirit to do? That's a good question. Um, you know what? Um, the first job I ever had was at Jasper's Giant Hamburgers. I <laughs> Me and my dad were talking about this yesterday, literally yesterday, because he was in town. And uh, I used to live not far from there, maybe like a half a mile walk. And I told my dad one day, I said, hey, um, I was leaving the house. He's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go up to Jasper's and get a job. And <laughs> he was like, huh? Okay, and uh, and I went and I and I came back with a job. Um, and he was like, he was telling me yesterday. That's when I knew that you had something special in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been able to just to just get a job. You know, I, I worked in the banking industry for a while. I worked in the fitness industry. I worked um, as an assistant to a real estate agent. Um, gosh, I did email marketing for a news company in Florida. I've done all really all kinds of stuff. And the reality is, and this is kind of, I kind of feel a way about saying this, but I've either always um, quit a job or got fired from a job. Mm -hmm. 
I just never could stay at a job for very, like the nine to five vibe. It wasn't I, in you. It wasn't for me. And uh, uh, like a few years ago, I spoke to an astrologer. My mom was all about like astrology. She's like, get your chart read for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I ended up talking to this lady and she was telling me, you know, instead of trying to fit into a box, why don't you find out, figure out like what box you fit into mm-hmm. and you know like we we sort of go about life in this very mechanical way of right. like okay i'm gonna go to school then i'm gonna get a job um and of course like we have to live we have to survive but we don't often think about it in reverse terms like does this job fit my personality yep. does this job fit who i who i am and is gonna allow me to express the parts of myself um that are wanting to be expressed and and the talents that I have. Is the, is this job going to facilitate that? Mm-hmm. And most of the times, I mean, a lot of times that's not the case. And so we end up in these jobs that we're very unhappy with, and that's because we're not able to be ourselves in these spaces. We're right. not able to really share our gifts in these spaces. Um, so we end up miserable and, and, you know, just... And there's nine-to-fives out there that work really well for people that, that, that need that type of structure or that yeah. are in a field that they really love, and I think that's great. But I, I think it's just really important to be able to be doing something that allows you to be who you are. And I think it just took me a long time to figure that out. So the answer is no. I haven't always done this. I wasn't the, the kid in high school who drew mm-hmm. um, at all. <clears throat> it's just something that I figured out over time and felt sort of fell into. Yeah. Um, now I work, all, I, I still work a few nights a week at a sushi restaurant, um, Lou Sushi, who's now changing to Midtown Sushi. If you haven't been, like, it's legit bomb. <laughs> Lots of vegan <laughs> options. It's so fire, I'm telling you. I mean, it's not even like, trust me, they didn't pay me to say that. It's, it's fire. But yeah, I worked there a few nights. So we can, I love that because I get to go in at four o'clock. I'm not like the huge morning person. So I get to go in later in the day, which means I get to do stuff in the morning. And when I'm there, I get to still be myself. You know, we have a small crew of people. We joke and laugh with each other. We have a good relationship and our customers are great. We're always just, I can chat and just have a good time with the people that that are there. So that job fits me. And I've been there for two years now, which is literally like straight the longest I've been in in any single place. And I've had a lot of jobs. So to be able to to do that and have that freedom, you know, make some good money and then also be able to to do Afro yoga stuff and then to do, um, you know, 40 acre studio creative design stuff. I just feel really blessed to be able to do things that really are nourishing and balancing for me because, you know, the creative design stuff is like this outlet. The yoga is my opportunity to connect with people, mm-hmm. um, to build community. And um, I love food, so I get to eat sushi <laughs> like three times a week and just have a good time with people and run around a bit because sitting yeah. down on a computer, it's kind of stagnant. So I get yeah. to also walk around. So it's just a good balance. I think the, the the greater lesson I hear in that is that you gave yourself permission to do this and you're giving yourself permission to do this, to live this life, to be flexible and to do what serves you on the inside. I was just looking at this quote that I had saw saved from Instagram mm. that said, it's so empowering to say this isn't serving me mm. and walk away in peace. Yo, isn't that, <sighs> you know, that and I wish more people would do that and know that it's OK. It's mm-hmm. OK to say that that thing doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. And it's OK to say, <clears throat> you know what, I'm not a nine to because my, my my son is not a nine to fiver. Like he has an yeah. entrepreneurial spirit as well. Mm. Yes, he is working because he has to eat. Sure. But he also feeds that creativity and he's giving himself that opportunity to do that. Absolutely. And I think more people need to do that because more people, I think you'd be walking around more happy. Absolutely. Allowing yourself to just 
have, even if it's just that little bit. That's right. You know. That's right. And yeah. there's two things that I that that I want to add um, to what you're saying. One is uh, you have to have like a lot of faith. Yeah. When you are like, okay, you know what? I'm stepping away from this because this is just not for me. Mm-hmm. And there was a time too for me when I was teaching like seven or eight yoga classes a week. There was a time where I was having like four Afro yoga classes a week. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? This is not working the way it needs to. I need to switch it up. I need to make changes. I'm sure that I have more flexibility in that because that's something that I, that I you know, that I'm the head of or that I run. And it's a, it's a little bit more difficult when you're working in a nine to five to just be like, all right, I'm about to dip. Right. But, um, a couple of things and the the other part of it along with the faith is that um to have a plan like i didn't just wake up one day and and start it and have parallel businesses um and working at a sushi restaurant like right. i didn't wake up like that right uh you know i posted on instagram a few days ago that um just a couple years ago i was sleeping in my office mm-hmm. you know literally in a i don't even know if it was 400 square feet um and there was, you know, no shower in the building. So I would take showers o- across the street at 24 Hour Fitness, mm-hmm. um, brush my teeth in the common sink area, which tried not to be in there when other people were in there. Mm-hmm. There's just, it was a difficult time. And I, at that time, I had, I had an idea of like, okay, I want to do yoga stuff. This is what I'm going to do. And so I sort of abandoned everything and then I found myself in a spot and I was like, oh, that was not the way to go. Yeah. I still needed a foundation. And so that's when I started to do different stuff. I started teaching at Sac Day, started working at the restaurant, and literally, little by little, I started to build myself up. Um, so you have to absolutely keep your nine to five or absolutely keep whatever that thing is as you're building your dream. Right. Um, because it's going to give you the foundation and the stability to continue to push in that direction. And having that is a safety net and a sense of security for you. So give, you know, give yourself a goal. Like by, by X date, I'm going to be, you know, get that exit strategy yeah. on point. Yeah. Um, start to see how you can generate income from the other work that you're doing um, to supplement. And so l- when you get discouraged and frustrated for being in that, in that, in that job that you don't want to be in, rem- remember that that is your foundation and your launch pad for what you are going to be doing. Yeah. So, you know, if you can pair the plan with the faith mm-hmm. and just know that it's going to work out. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one thing that I've always known. And I'm not sure where I get that from, but mm-hmm. I have always had an unshakable faith in knowing that everything's going to be good. Yeah. Wow. Regardless. And, and, and it hasn't failed me yet. And I think that when you, when you have that sort of faith, um, it really allows for like miraculous events to take place, for miracles to truly take place. And I'm not even speaking from a re- religious standpoint. Sure. I'm speaking just from a general standpoint of like when you have an unshakable faith and you know, you don't believe, but you know, yeah. magic enters. Absolutely. When you give yourself that permission just to step out, and once you take that first step, oh yeah, it gets easier and easier, and more and more doors because now you're serving your purpose. Mm-hmm. More and more doors open up for you. That's right, oh, man. You the know, floodgates just, open. I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank We're going to take a quick break. This is Full Circle. Uh, we will be right back after this with more conversation with my guest, Angie Franklin, from 40 Acres Studio. Hey. And we'll talk a little bit more about that and what's coming up next for Angie. Keep it here. We'll be right back. Empowering women through conversation. This is what she does. She is Miss Wanda. And this is Full Circle. 
Yes, we are back. This is Full Circle. Thank you for staying with the show. It's ugly outside. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm glad you're <laughs> indoors listening to the show next to the radio. I like it. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Angie Franklin, with her talking about her new venture, yes. 40 Acre Studios. But before we go back to 40 Acre Studio, <laughs> I want to go back to the beginning because, and I know I think I've shared this with you before, but I share this with people all the time that my um, experience at Afro Yoga was what launched Full Circle. What? Yeah, I didn't tell you that. I don't think so. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Yeah, so I, you know, I've been doing radio for a long time um, and I used to work at um, 1025 as oh, the community affairs director. Okay. And so when I came here, I'm sorry, I had hair in my back. <laughs> uh, when I came here, um, you know, I had worked with. Um, our, our, our station manager, uh, Marvell, mm. we had always been talking about me doing a show, and I really was going to do just what I did at 1025, mm. just interviewing nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. keeping it at that. Yeah. Letting sure, you know, making sure people heard about different organizations. But it was one night we were at Afro Yoga, and there was probably only about four or five of us, mm-hmm. and we started having this conversation about masks and the masks oh, that we yeah. wear as females, and we got into this really deep conversation. And right there, I heard the Lord say to me, this is what your show needs to be about. Wow. This is what we need to have. Black women or women in general having these conversations. Wow. That's why I call it empowerment through conversation. Because of that conversation I had at Afro Yoga. I am so touched yeah. right now. Yeah. It and was I, a Friday night flow yep, at Hug Life, Friday right? Friday night flow at Hug Life. Wow. Yep. And so I, I thought I had told you that. But yes, you are like, and I tell people all the time, it was because I was at Afro Yoga wow. and we were having that conversation. I have I literally like chills. <laughs> I have literally chills on my arms. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you it's know, powerful, you know? That is all that I can hope for is that even if just one person has an impactful experience that's positive mm-hmm. happens in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So that is super touching. Yeah. That's yeah. so dope. Yeah. Wow. I didn't mean to drop the bomb on you <laughs> like that. I could have swore I told you that I before. Know, but I yes. yeah. yeah. That's what it's all Thank about. You. So that's speaking so of Afro yoga, yes. is it gone? No. <laughs> Afro yoga ain't going nowhere, girl. <laughs> Never. Um, so like I was telling you last year, mm-hmm. I was teaching a bunch of classes and um, like you mentioned, there was like smaller groups of, of folks coming to the classes, which like I said, is always great. Like no matter if there's one person there, you still want to be able to impact. But I thought, you know, what, what do I really want to do here? I, I, I a, don't want to stretch myself thin and B, I want to have a large impact. So I said, OK, I'm going to cut the weekly classes. I teach just my one uh, class at the Yoga Seed Monday nights now, 730. Um, and um I said, okay, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to now create these very special curated events um, and bring other people on board, have different collaborations. You know, we had our Afro Yoga Gatherings event, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiferet Coffee sponsored, uh, Lululemon sponsored, Natural Foods Co-op sponsored. Uh, that was an amazing event with over 50 women that showed up wow. for a day of panel discussions. The topic was taking up space. That was just, ugh. Man, if you were there, you know, like, that was amazing. Um, And so my goal is just to continue that, um, to create very special events. 
Uh, I have two retreats coming up this year, which is super exciting because this is the first year of retreats for Afro Yoga. So the first one actually is already sold out um, in June for Summer Solstice. That'll be happening in Lake Tahoe. So the 12 ladies that are already on deck um, will be there. And then we have another retreat coming up with uh, Neva Floor and I, who is sound healing extraordinaire. Yeah angelic voice amazing human being me and her are working on a podcast as we speak mm-hmm. um she and i will be hosting a retreat together in joshua tree in uh california southern california it's kind of desert ish yeah. beautiful 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 place called the high desert ranch um and we have 12 spaces left for that i just uh, announced that recently so i'll be talking more about that down the line as we get closer to the date but that'll be an amazing experience to be a part of um we have a free class coming up at the co-op on january 12th uh from 4 to four forty-five. um that's a saturday and that's for a wellness weekend that they're doing we've got um sound healing yoga at the crocker happening on the 20th that's been sold oh, out nice. so sorry you guys can't come to that <laughs> one that's dead look when i launch events you guys need to register asap because it sells out quick yeah. um and those are free events a lot of this stuff is free events you know because i just i've always been about just making sure people can attend um have something coming up with israel farms we're planning on doing a yoga on the farm event mm-hmm. um the afro yoga book club has started yeah. for this year we're reading reading one book every two months. We started with the four agreements. Oh man, it's already getting good. I don't know, Wanda, if you on. I haven't got my book yet. Okay. I'm I'm lagging, but I'm going to catch up. All right. I'm I'm (laughs) going to keep you honest. (laughs) So that'll be exciting too, because at the end of uh, each book, we'll be getting together physically at a live event to have yoga meditation and discussion on the book. So I'm really excited about that. Um, So yeah, lots of good things happening. I pretty much have almost the full year mapped out of different things going on. Um, March, there's going to be a, a great event, an uh, intersectional um, self-care um, discussion panel and yoga events happening at the Yoga Seed. So really on my Instagram is where, where you'll find sort of all of the things, Afro Yoga by Angie. And then on the AfroYoga.org website is where you'll find a lot of stuff too. Definitely subscribe to the newsletter because that's really where I tell people like all of the things first. Um, I actually didn't even get to announce the, um, the Lake Tahoe retreat really publicly because it's sold out through email list Uh so i would definitely get on the email list so that i can tell you guys all the events and things and you can get first dibs on signing up um so yeah afro yoga is alive and well um the rebrand was very um was aimed at at creating more of a lifestyle brand versus the just something focused just on yoga Mm -hmm. um we had a shop and sip event at Lululemon, which mm-hmm. was really fun. So really just, you know, my whole thing, like I said, is like, let's take the yoga off the mat. Right. Let's really live the yoga. And what does that really mean? Well, yoga translates to union. And, and how do we connect more more fully, more authentically to ourselves, to other people, and to the world that we live in? And that's what yoga aims to teach us. And um, through that union, through that connection with self, you know, that that's a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're spiritual. Spirit, spirit living human experience, right? Yeah. And so I think that we can often forget that and feel more dense and more, you know, materially driven and physically driven when in reality, 
all of this is functioning through spirit. And if we can take the time to connect, to sit in silence, to meditate, to breathe and be present with ourselves uh, through the practice of yoga, we can be more present fully in our lives um, and be connected. And and me and Neva have an episode on our podcast talking about a spirit led life. And what does that mean? So you'll hear more about that soon. But yeah, you know, living from a place of spirit, living from a, from a place of connectedness. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of the goal, and and everything that that happens around Afro Yoga now is aimed at that. Um, so it's not just about the physical practices; about the other por- the other parts too. Now, you had had at one time you had other instructors out doing things. Have you released them out to do their <laughs> own thing? Because I see my girl uh, Kirsten just came back from Nepal yes. for a month, and now she's you know, but she started doing curvy yoga yeah. on Sundays, and I. Saw that she's got that back now. So, have you released them to kind of do their own thing now? Or that's a good question. Um, you know, I uh, when I when I brought them all together, um, a I needed help. I felt like I was like <laughs> drowning yeah. in the amount of things I needed. And I was like, I need people to help me. Uh-huh. And um and I was very selective about who I chose, as I am just with everything. I'm very selective and um and specific and intentional. And so I brought them all together, and we were doing a lot of things together. And then um when the model sort of switched, um that created more space. So, um, Michaela is now working at Lululemon, um, as an educator and just getting deeper into her yoga journey there. Um, and she, I believe she's still teaching some community classes. I have to, I have to find out about that. Um, and then Kirsten, yeah, she does the curvy yogas first Sundays of the month. She's teaching yin yoga also at raw on Friday nights. Um, and her and I are brewing up some things, uh, coming up soon of, of some other impactful things that she wants to do. So my, my goal really is to be a resource, um, to do whatever I can do to help, to, to, to help leverage Afro yoga, to, um, to create more opportunities and more possibilities in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess you could say that they're sort of released. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're, they're doing their thing and, and they know that I'm there. And um, when I, when I need help, I call on them and they're always down and I'm, I'm so, 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 so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll continue to support them in everything that they do. Yeah. yeah. Well, you put positive vibes out there, so you can't help but ha- attract that as well. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But you know, I I want to go back to 40 acre studio because yeah. I really want people, you know, you mentioned it earlier that mm. black women are growing businesses at enormous rates. Incredible. You know, we're starting our own, we're out there making our way for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bless, I'm going to say bless our hearts. Cause I was in the same position of not knowing what to do, not yeah. knowing how to brand, my, brand myself. You know, I put the full circle page up on Facebook, but didn't, you know, I mean, it look all right, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't have that real expertise behind mm. it. And a lot of times that can be the, 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 um, the success or the failure of mm-hmm. our business at times. Mm-hmm. So you've created this, um, platform for us, um, 40 acre studio, yeah. a design studio yeah. that will help us, you know, be able to have that professional look yeah. that we need to have for our businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, there are some, some sort of key elements that you want to think about when, um, when you're creating your business brand, when you're thinking of a name, all of that. Um, there are some things you want to keep in mind. Should I drop a couple yeah, tips? Maybe? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so 
I th- and me and Neva talked about this in one of our podcasts, which I'm really excited about. Oh, so the podcast man. is yes. creative, two creative entrepreneurs in love with wellness. So I mean, anything, everything you want to hear on a podcast in one place. I'm just and- laughing because you guys <laughs> together are just a whole different energy. <laughs> I wish she was here. She is just yes, like we turn into just like this ball of energy and fun when yeah. we're together and. Um, we really compliment each other. I'm so grateful for her. Shout out to Neva. I love you, girl. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just as a side note for the podcast, like we'll be talking about all things creative entrepreneurship and wellness. So okay. it's really great because one thing I noticed, too, as as a creative entrepreneur is like or any kind of entrepreneur, it's really difficult to find balance and sure. to and to really take care of yourself in the process because you are marketing you're social media you are a website designer you yeah. are a pr person you are on the ground canvassing yeah. you know you're you're all of the things right. at first and um and that can become overwhelming very quickly mm-hmm. and so um to be able to find balance by taking care of yourself and finding the balance between work and wellness mm-hmm. is kind of what we're what we're talking about and i think that that's really important and it's kind of becoming a critical part of what I'm a part of because those things are what the businesses that I run side by side. So anyways, so we talked about, um, you know, the concept of, well, your why, you know, I think the most important thing first and foremost is why are you doing this? Um, why are you really doing this? And is this tied to some sort of, you know, deeper, passionate purpose that you have within you, or is this just about making money or what is it really about? Why are you here? Um, and I think that that's really important because that becomes the core of, of your story of like what, why you're here and what you're about, what you aim to do. And then everything visually should reinforce that thing. So, um, You know, with Afro yoga, it was about creating a wellness movement for women of color. So what does that mean? You know, that means building community. That means, um, you know, gathering together, lifting each other up. So, you know, when I when I share captions or quotes, it's uplifting. It's it's true stories, vulnerabilities that I share from my own experience. It's, um, you know, um, reading books that are that are going to help us help ourselves. It's, um, you know, sharing some some yoga poses or, or lifting up other instructors in the community that are women of color or people of color that you can go support. So you see how everything reinforces what it's all about. Yeah. And that's what you want to be able to do. And then you do that through a few different ways. So imagery, absolutely critical. The type of images that you put out are very, very important. And we know this just in the example of yoga, for instance, because a lot of the marketing is targeted to thinner, you know, white women. And I when I I hear all the time, I have heard it more in the past than I do now. But like, I didn't think yoga was for me because maybe of my body size or maybe because I don't look that way or I don't wear those type of clothes or whatever. Um, So we see we know the power of marketing. There's a reason why billions of dollars are spent on marketing, right? Because they're they're looking to target a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. And so you as a business need to also think about who you're reaching out to and who is your audience. And so when when you're when you're taking that into consideration, you want to have the type of images that reflect your demographic and who you aim to um to target. Also, paired with that is 
make sure that they're high quality images. Um, when you're putting together a website, when you're putting, you know, doing your social media or whatever, you want to try to, as best as you can, find high quality images. Why? Because <clears throat> there's something to be said about quality, right? Like, we know when we see something that's qualitative. We know when we see something that's not. Right. So, um, there's there's more trust associated with something that looks of high Absolutely. quality versus not. Like, if you go to a janky website, you're right. going to be like, skirt, you're going to hit right. that back button so fast <laughs> that you never even landed on the page, basically. Right. When you see something that is of quality, you're like, oh, okay, what is all this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's been more, um, more different... Um, uh, businesses also that have been created out of creating stock images for people of color. For example, Create Her Stock. Um, my friend Shakonda told me about that. Um, and there and there's some other um, some other ones that you can look. I can't think. I, I can't for the life of me think of the other one. But Create Her Stock is a great one. Okay. And there's ways for you to to look out there and search for free or low uh, cost images mm-hmm. that you can find that really reflect who you want to reach out to. And that is really important. That is. Um, so that's a thing. Um, you know, the other part is, is also thinking about um, the colors, um, the font styles that you're using. And these things may seem like sort of menial at first, like you're like, oh, it's just a font or whatever. But is this a, is, is this a feminine uh, brand that, that you want curvy, scripty font that feels flowy and feminine? Or is this something that you want to appeal to maybe to both men and women where you want to have some more of like a sans font that's very easy to read and, um, and, and not too feminine, not too masculine? Um, is this something that you want to stand out? Do you want big, bold letters um, that really draw a lot of attention? Um, you know, when you talk about colors, all colors have, have significance and meaning. Um, red is a vibrant, energetic color, um, that, that can represent passion, um, love, right? Um, purple is seen as, as a royal color that, that has to do with elegance and royalty. And, um, so you have these different ones. Blue is, is often seen as a, as a color that feels trustworthy, um, and calming. So you want to think about more strategically about what you're selecting to represent your brand so that you can, you can bring the full feeling full circle, um, and be able to really, really encompass what you want to say, um, without necessarily using words even sometimes, you know? Um, and I have a full, like a 17 page branding guide that you can download for free 40 acrestudio.com. Um, 40 is spelled F O R T Y fully spelled out. Um, and yeah, you can download the free guide there. It's 17 pages of like what I'm saying and then some with examples and everything. So all of those things are sort of like, those are the, 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 the three kind of pillars that I talk about always is the fonts, the colors and the images as just a, as just a base level, creating a feeling and a look for your brand. And then you can do other things like creating a mood board is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And you can do that um, in a number of places. Pinterest is usually a place where people start you know, create a board for whatever your business idea is and start to pin the images that you feel go with the thoughts that you're having. Like, you know, um, 
let's say it's a vegan food business, maybe some, you know, you post up some recipes or you post up some nature pictures or like some bamboo bowls or, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to get that, that feeling and that flow for what those images are going to be like and represent and, and how they feel, you know, is it, is it upbeat and cheery and bright? Um, Are they more moody or, um, or matte tones that are, you know, just there. So it's like, you know, you want to you wanna think about those things. And as you start to put a, a mood board together, you really get a sense of what the feeling is. Yeah. yeah. You know, you make some really good points. The one I'm going to go back to, the images that are crucial, mm. because you're absolutely right. If we go to a website that has these, you know, clip art, and no offense to clip art, but sometimes it's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Or some other images, you know, you you know took some photos at your family reunion <laughs> trying to make people look like their customers. And, you know, the quality is not there and whatever. You know, that really does make a difference. So I want to just kind of throw this out to the listeners that next time you're going to those websites, Mm. start to pay, especially Mm -hmm. if you have a business for yourself. Right. Start to pay attention to those websites that you visit for resources or whatever. And and really look at all Mm -hmm. of those things, the colors, the scripting, the images, the wording, Mm -hmm. even the way you say how you're, you know, describe your business is important. Absolutely. And that's often the most difficult thing. Like often simplicity is the most difficult to be able to put um, everything you represent in a sentence Mm -hmm. is it can take some time. Yeah, it can really take some time because words are powerful. And if you can put into one sentence really what you're about, Mm -hmm. I mean, people will know. automatically what you're about because you've conveyed that clearly and that's another thing is you want to be able to have a lot of clarity for yourself about what you're doing because then you're able to express yourself clearly to those people so when people arrive on your website they're not confused and don't know what all this is about they have a lot of clarity on like this is what this is okay, I'm here for this or I'm not here for this. And then they can know. And that's fine because you'll have people weed themselves out. You want to have clarity because you want to be able to have people there that actually want to be there and want the service that you're offering. Um, And so the more clear that you can get about that, the more that the ideal person who you want to serve is going to be there Mm -hmm. for that. Um, So, yeah, that's that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Being clear is okay. Weeding out is okay Mm -hmm. because our service is not for everybody. It's it's okay. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's not a it's not a catch all. You don't want to necessarily be a catch all. Um, And people always talk about niche marketing Mm -hmm. and um, being, you know, very specific about the demographic. And that can be really scary because you're just like, ah, am I going to have enough of this type of customer? Um, And um, there there's billions of people in the seven billion and counting people in the world. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up in a scarcity mindset. Yeah. You know, do what you do for who you do it for and do it the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like you said, I think that's a great point. What you talk about is being able to sort of go on these other websites and study Mm -hmm. a little bit. I definitely do that. Um, You know, as I as I continue to not only want to evolve in like the design of logos and and graphic designs that I do, I also want to evolve, you know, with with my web designs and different stuff. I have to say, I really am loving the 40 Acre Studio website. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) It's so good. I love it. I really love it. Um, And um, and it's simple. It's simple. It's to the point. It tells you what you need to know. And then it's like, you can rock with it. Or if, if this sounds like, 
this is for you or or if it's not then it's not mm-hmm. um and i just i wanted it to be really really simple um and i and i find that life is so much better when it's simple yes it is <sighs> so um so yeah you know i i i take time sometimes to browse other websites and see what other mm-hmm. designers might be doing and then i'm like oh i like what they did with that yeah. and then i try to put my spin on it you know right. So, right. yeah, it's not copying. It, it really is researching and seeing what fits for you. If you like the way someone's doing something, make it your own, mm-hmm. you know. So when I say that, I don't say go and just start clipping stuff off of people's pages. No. It's really looking to see what what feels good to you. And then you can make it your own thing. That's right. And when you don't have the creative abilities to make it your own, invest in someone who can do it for you, like oh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really and truly, because the bottom line is like not everyone's going to be able to do that and that's why I'm there too you know whether it's it's whether you're DIY and you just need some consulting and you need just some guidance mm-hmm. um, I do recorded tutorials with people if they need some pointers on their Squarespace site or if they need some pointers for Canva to you know because anybody can use Canva right it's right, free but right. there's some pro tips that make it look like you didn't use Canva. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't even know that I use Canva for a lot of my stuff, but I do. I just have found the ways to use that yeah. to make it really authentic and make it look really custom. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so there's there's tips and tricks around that, mm-hmm. um, which are some self-taught and some researched. Um, and then it's just like if you just don't have it in you or if you just don't want to do it, hire somebody to do it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And, and you can... Um, budget your things out and you know I'm I can be flexible and I like mm-hmm. to work with people because I want to see people get their stuff off the ground yeah. um, but it's important to to be able to really convey your message clearly um, because if not you're really just sort of wasting time yeah. and energy because yeah. you're not going to get the results that you really want to get yeah so how can people find you yes so I'm on Instagram with um, Afro Yoga by Angie and 40 Acre Studio I just uh, rebranded the page so there's only one post on there but stay tuned and then uh, afroyoga.org and afro um, sorry and um, 40 Acre Studio.com F-O-R-T-Y A-C-R-A A-C-R-E Studio.com 40 acre 40 studio? acre okay studio all right so just one s okay mm-hmm. all right yeah look out and you know reach out and again if you're a business owner um and you need some assistance in that area i'm telling you angie is a great resource a great resource and she has so many ideas and Thank her you. she's got a, a wonderful eye uh for branding and design and all of that stuff and i just again i just am so proud of you Aww, for being, you know you. you're self-taught and all of your stuff is so dope thank you so, and I always use you for an example. I You're truly like appreciate that. Or but, you know, it's <laughs> you know. really, it's really, it's really wonderful. So, again, support black, small black businesses like this, you know, and if you have some design work that you need, if you need ideas, she's got a free branding guide for you. All yep. you got to do is go to the website. So All there are the do. resources for you. If you need to just pick her brain, whatever it is, reach out to her again, go to the website. It's 40 acre studio, F-O-R-T-Y acre, A-C-R-E studio.com um, and you can find out more information there yep. uh, about what she can provide for you I just I want to end on this quote so I listen to this podcast every day called quote of the day mm. and the quote um, of the day for Friday was find out what you do that no one else can do mm. and do more of that Ooh, isn't that good I love good that stuff yeah man zone in on what what is what are you good at what are you passionate about 
and then find a way to monetize it find a way to build a business around it and i'm telling you like i feel so so grateful for the life that i get to live because i get to work with the people that i want to work with i get to do work that that lights me up and i know that i'm doing something to make a difference in the world and that's really what matters to me yeah angie franklin it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and to just talk with you you're an amazing woman oh takes one to know one thank you so much this has been full circle thank you so much for joining us stay right here i've got more conversations for you 2019 is going to be fire with conversations so you do not want to miss an episode don't miss it we'll see you next week like what you hear drop us a line at full circle 975 at gmail.com